0: Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim Kenta sure looked good last night. He appears to be, to be making a case for himself to be one of those top starters for the Twins in the playoffs.
1: Well, the real battle is for the third slot because yep. the first series could go three games and that would be a deciding game. That would be a big decision. Uh, right now, Maeda is pitching better than Joe Ryan. Mm. I think the organization would prefer that Joe Ryan win that job in the next two-couple weeks here, yep. uh, week whatever it is, 10, 15, 10, 11 days. Uh, but if he doesn't, Maeda seems to be the better option. You could put Maeda out there and say, okay, give us four or five really strong innings. We'll back you up after that. Um, you're, you're hoping that that Lopez and Gray will pitch enough innings the first two games at your bullpen will be somewhat rested. So, yeah, very... It, might just make it very interesting. Yeah. Um, again, if Joe Ryan shows signs that he's going to be that guy, because he is, he's a big part of the future. I think they'd lean toward Ryan, but he's got to, he's got to show him something.
0: Yeah, and he he does, and I, it's hard to tell sometimes. I mean, that little injury that kind of threw him off. You know, it can have kind of an imperceptible change in your your motion. Your and it, boy, just a little thing off, just like a golf swing for a pitcher. If it's just a little off, it can make it tougher to throw strikes.
1: Yep, and the way, I mean, you can say this about any pitcher, but especially if somebody works up in the strike zone, if he misses just a little bit, it's a batting practice fastball, and it gets crushed. He's got to have great command. He's got to have high spin rate on that high fastball, and that sets up everything else he does. If he's a little off of that pitch, nothing else really works.
0: And Maeda's 35. He's in the last year of his contract, so he's trying to pitch for one more deal. He might be pitching with a little more of a chip on his shoulder right now than Joe Ryan is.
1: Uh, You know, I think they're both highly motivated uh, hmm. in their own ways. Joe Ryan wants to be, have a great career. He wants yeah. to be a playoff pitcher. I don't think he lacks the motivation or Matt any anymore. It's just it's just a matter of pitching well. And Maeda had a – he started off really strong, then he had a lull. Now he's back up and pitching really well again. Um, I don't think it's motivation. I think it's just okay. you know, who's sharper right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, Royce Lewis has been sharp for a long time since he came back from injury and unfortunately came up limpy again uh, last night. Have you heard anything? What do you think?
1: It is a hamstring strain. Um, It's something he's been dealing with a little bit. Uh, He kind of pulled up earlier in the game, and because he's been playing through that and the heel bruise, they just didn't think much of it. Then he takes a big swing a foul ball, and it and looked like he blew out his groin or his knee. I was really worried about it. Yep. So it's it's not good news of a hamstring, but it could have been worse. So now you have Correa and Lewis, kind of the key to your defense and the key to your offense, are both dealing with injuries, probably need a certain amount of rest. As the Twins are closing in on the on clinching, they have the magic numbers three now. They could pretty easily clinch by the, sometime this weekend. Theoretically, they can clinch as early as Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so they need to rest them. And they just need to hope that it works out that these guys get the right amount of rest, but come back in time to be sharp enough for the playoffs. Man, it's just, it's just
0: hard to get the Twins to the playoffs healthy. It just doesn't seem to happen very often.
1: I would say that uh, this that this state thinks of the Vikings as cursed because they have lost Super Bowls mm. um, and because the two NFC the NFC Championship game losses were so crucial. Just horrifying uh, for this base. I always say the twins are the real ones, are cursed. Yeah. Name me a great twin who didn't have something major go wrong with his career. Mauer uh, with all the injuries, Morneau with the the mysterious concussion that took him off the board when he was maybe the as good a hitter as anybody in baseball. Yeah. Tony to leave his knees. Um, you know, I guess Killeber is the one guy who stayed healthy and just did what he did his entire career. Uh, Herbeck's career shortened, Puckett's career shortened, um, you know, Navak ended up demanding a trade. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Tory Hunter had a share of injuries. You know, Santana had uh, – Francisco Lariano blows out his elbow. You know, I mean, it, it, it feels like they just haven't had a full team re- available to them in the postseason in for, since, like, 2002.
0: And Right, and even in recent days, Buxton, Sano, uh, mm-hmm. Kirillov, now Lewis, two knee injuries, and now Correa. this going on. Correa. I mean, uh, even in recent days, it's gotten even worse. It seems to be ramping up with the number of injuries. I don't know what you can do about it. They, they got rid of everybody in the training staff and brought in a whole new staff, and it's still guys getting hurt.
1: And, and they've really had a pretty healthy season. Yeah. Until these two things cropped up the last two days, they had a really healthy roster. Uh, incredibly healthy roster, and they're getting Paddock and Stewart and Gordon and all these other guys who started playing in AAA and are, are close to coming back. I mean, this is as healthy as we've seen the Twins, and then bang, bang, two straight days to the most important players go down.
0: You reference Paddock. Is is that a possibility for him to come back and pitch this year?
1: Well, he's throwing 99. Okay. Uh, so that I don't sounds know what good, they yeah. do with that. I don't know what they do with that. If they give him a start in, late in the season just so he feels good about his off-season workouts. I don't know if they put him in the bullpen. Say, hey, we might need you to come in and just strike somebody out at some point. But he's throwing. I mean, you know, Brock, Brock Stewart and Chris Paddock have as good a stuff as anybody in the staff, other than Duran. Uh, and they're coming back, and there might be a place for them. And you know, the one weakness on this roster now, uh, if everybody's healthy, is just you're not sure about the seventh and eighth innings in the bullpen. Those guys could help. Yeah, that's for sure.
0: Hey, uh, Wild start training camp tomorrow. What's the story now with the? Are they still in the hole in the contracts with uh, Parisi and Suter? Is there time left on those yet?
1: Yes, this is probably. You know, I'll have to read, looked at. I've looked at it in a while, but I think this is the last year okay. that they really are kind of buried by those contracts. Huh. And um, you know, it's it's been it's been rough. It's been difficult for them to piece together. And the one thing is if. It all depends on your prism, right? Yeah. If you uh, if you think that the Wilds should be winning playoff series and contending for a Stanley Cup, then these have been difficult times. If you look at it that hey they they felt like they had to get rid of Prezian suitor, they had to bite the bullet on it, and they've remained competitive even with those suckers on their payroll, they've actually performed pretty well.
0: Yeah, and you know they signed Kalen Addison. He's a, a, a riser on the defensive uh, side, and and uh, you know once they get through that, it'll be wow, like a, a weight has been lifted. And then will they become more active in the free agent market? Do you think at that point?
1: Well, Garen, and by the way, I'm looking it up now. So really, the next two years, next two years are really the toughest years. Fourteen point seven million scheduled to be on the books for the next two years, and then after that. It's gone, and they can just operate uh, however they like. So they still have a a very difficult stretch ahead of them. Um, Garin has shown that he is very aggressive. His goal is to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, I think he's a very shrewd operator. He's done very well under these circumstances, keeping this team competitive. Uh, And I would imagine that he, he has a grand plan for when that money's off the books, really going for it.
0: Yeah, he's that plan is already underway for him, right? Yeah. I mean, he's already looking ahead. These guys are always looking ahead three, four, five years, aren't they?
1: Uh, most of them are. Any of them that have the confidence they'll keep their job that long, <laughs> look that far ahead. Uh, the only two people who don't look that far ahead are the people who might get fired the next year or two.
0: Right, and that's not Garen. I mean, he's. it seems like uh, he's got a great relationship there and will continue on. It's not like the Wild don't get rid of front office personnel. They do, but they always seem to give everybody a pretty good
1: chance. Yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, I think Craig Leopold, because he thinks like a fan, I think he becomes close to the people he's working with. Mm -hmm. And I think it takes a lot for him to be willing to fire someone. Um you know, Fenton was different because Fenton just embarrassed himself in the organization. He had to make that move, and that's where he brought in Garen You know, I don't, I don't think he ever really wanted to uh, to to fire Fletcher, uh, but it just got to a point where he had to make a move. I think garen is is very patient. You really have to test his patience for him to to get rid of you.
0: Yeah, Uh, Timberwolves camp in a a couple of weeks, and and it'll be, hopefully everybody can be healthy and we can really see what the Gobert, Towns, Edwards trio looks like, because we didn't see it enough last year.
1: I think this is a good team, and I think they have a chance to be really good this year. Again, it's going to come down to health. Uh, I think if they're healthy enough, these guys all get a full camp together and get to play a lot together. I think it's a good team and I think they'll be really dangerous in the playoffs. But they gotta be healthy. You know, yeah. they, they just can't afford to go through what they went through last year with Towns not only being sick in camp, coming in twenty pounds underweight, but then getting hurt for a bulk of the regular season. Yeah.
0: Uh game three for the Lynx tonight. Decisive game against UConn. What needs to happen for them to win?
1: Uh they need to play really physical, really strong defense. They need to frustrate Connecticut. Um, Connecticut's the better team. There's no way around it. If Connecticut plays its best, Lynx will have trouble. So they need to defend them in a way that frustrates Connecticut offensively and gives them a chance. And then they need to hit three-pointers. Uh, you know, Rachel Bannon's been great off the bench for the three. Kayla McBride was excellent from three the other day. I mean, those are the big factors, defense and three-point shooting.
0: Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.